0: Are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. Good morning everybody so I might sound a little bit different today because I am currently recording this intro from my bed in Wanaka because we are down here visiting family having a bit of a holiday and just typically I have managed to pick up a bit of a daycare sniffle from my little girl so since the rain is coming down outside I thought I'd take the opportunity to rest up and of course have found myself editing and prepping this week's pep talk episode and It feels like kind of good timing because I feel like I need a bit of a pep talk myself today This week we are diving back into one of my favorite topics chocolate Today you're going to be hearing the story of the chocolate bar from the founder Luke Just shy of six years ago Luke was working in hospitality having arrived in Wellington from the UK and in a tale that will sound familiar to a lot of us he found himself searching for his thing after he tasted fellow Pep Talk alumni Wellington Chocolate Factory's then new product, Luke followed his instinct and his new passion for Kraft chocolate and barely one month later he found himself launching The Chocolate Bar, an online chocolate shop curating and celebrating craft chocolate from all over the world. Now here we are five and a half years later and the chocolate bar is going stronger than ever with a gang of loyal subscribers and Luke has become the go-to expert on all things craft chocolate in New Zealand. So yes, it's safe to say that Luke has definitely found his thing and I know that this story is going to be really interesting and inspiring to so many of us who find ourselves pondering our own raison d'etre. So. Grab some good quality, single origin, craft chocolate, thanks Luke, jump into your bed like I am and hunker down for a good old chat with Luke today. Welcome to Pep Talk Luke, great to have you on to hear all about the chocolate bar, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, good thank you, thanks for having me.
0: Of course, you've been on my list, I think, since I first did my kind of like list of businesses that I wanted to talk to when I started Pep Talk, so it's very exciting to finally get here with you.
1: Yay. <laughs> Yay.
0: And so people can probably tell from hearing your voice that you are not kind of a born and raised New Zealander. Uh, where, remind me, whereabouts are you from in the UK again?
1: Um, I'm from the sort of northeast of England. Uh, I grew up in Scarborough. Um, which is like a little coastal town. Um, Yeah, beautiful. And then I was living in Sheffield before I came over to this side of the world.
0: Yes, I knew we had a Sheffield connection. That's Mm. where I'm from.
1: (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, you told me that and I completely forgot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did too. I think we must have talked about this a while ago when we first met. But yeah, because I was there until I was 10, which is why I don't sound like you. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I probably would if I had stayed there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. I was, oh, that's yeah. awesome. When, how old were you when you moved over to New Zealand?
1: Oh, so it would have been like 10 years ago. So oh, okay. I, I, yeah, it'd have been So like, grown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. 20, 25,
0: 26. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And you, you haven't wanted to leave...
1: Since you got no, here. No, I, I love it here. I'm I'm Wellington for life, I say. It's yes. uh yeah, it's just in my opinion the best place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, yeah. yeah, I agree. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: all right well uh before we dive into hearing the whole chocolate bar story which i'm very excited to hear we always do start these chats as you'll probably know with our this or that questions just to get warmed up a bit so are you all ready for your ones
1: i am amped i am ready okay perfect all right first up we've got go shopping or order online uh i've got to say order online right with my business yeah (laughs) <laughs> I did think that, yeah. <laughs>
0: but you know, personally you don't have yeah. to yeah, you don't have to be the yeah, same
1: for that. I like a mixture. I find like I more and more I'm into like weird stuff that you just can't buy in normal shops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Have to, have to go online to find my specialty things,
0: specialized <laughs> items. Yeah, yeah. My,
1: my tea and my chocolate and everything else I enjoy. It's like can't can't buy what I want in the normal shop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. And it's so nice when you order online and then like a few days later you get a little present that arrives in the post for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: And next, we've got go out for brunch or go out for dinner.
1: Ooh, I'll go dinner. Yeah. I, uh... I'm not as into brunch as, as most people are, I have to say. I know it's controversial, uh, but I'm just, what? I'm all about breakfast, you know? And I feel like, yeah, brunch is just messing with my breakfast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like I'll do, I like I love a brunch, but I'll do a brunch, like, for lunch. I'm not, yeah. talk, I'm not talking about combining breakfast and lunch, because you okay. always have, you have to have breakfast before you go out for brunch, like that's...
1: Yeah, yeah. right, okay, I've been doing it wrong, I've been yeah, doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> see,
0: that's the beauty beauty of brunch because also if you time it right you can also have lunch a little bit later so you actually end up with three
1: meals ah so it can work out as like more overall food in your day Uh, yeah okay okay i'm warming to brunch now i'm warming to
0: it (laughs) feed me feedback on that once you've given it a try yeah
1: yeah yeah will do
0: (laughs) all right skateboard or scooter
1: Oh, um, I don't do either, but I used to skateboard when I was younger, so I'll go skateboard. Nice.
0: Yeah, you are a 90s kid, you were
1: skateboarding all yeah, yeah, I was listening to my, you know, metal and whatnot. And, uh, <laughs> on uh, your
0: Discman.
1: Yeah, uh, totally on my Discman that would fly out of my hoodie pocket while I was yeah. on my skateboard. Like, yeah. yeah that, that was my uh, early teens. Ah, nostalgic. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> um, okay,
0: so this one seems quite obvious for you but I think given what what I know about your background there could be a bit of a question here so craft beer or craft chocolate
1: ooh yeah these days craft chocolate <laughs> yeah
0: you kind of have to say that don't you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but still still a big love for craft beer and um yeah i, I worked in craft beer for years before getting into yeah. the chocolate so uh, much love for the industry definitely yeah.
0: nice bit of both <laughs> um and i love talking to someone who says craft like i do with a, with that a sound <laughs>
1: yeah yeah totally it,
0: uh, everyone here is like craft craft
1: chocolate yeah it's one of those words where people sometimes um don't quite understand what i'm saying Mm. you know because it sounds so different and yeah i say that word a lot as well so it's kind of an annoying word for people to not understand
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say that's unfortunate for your line of work
1: (laughs) yeah yeah totally totally
0: (laughs) all right last one we've got read the book or watch the movie
1: oh read the book all the way yeah big big reader yeah
0: nice what's your genre of
1: choice Oh, I don't know if I really have one. I, I mostly read novels, um, particularly old novels, um, yeah, but yeah. Do, do dabble in a bit of nonfiction every now and then. Um, but yeah, I like, like to find weird, unusual old novels. I get a lot of great recommendations from my brother, actually. He's like a major book person
0: cool oh that's Thank handy and it yeah. sounds like your reading material is a lot more sophisticated than mine
1: <laughs> maybe maybe
0: so let's hear a little bit about your background because we already kind of gave away in there talking about the this or that we ma- we mentioned that you have a background in craft beer so I think it was you were managing a craft beer bar is that right before you started the chocolate bar
1: yeah yeah so before the chocolate bar i was managing the spriggan fern in thorndon on tina ah, road nice. yeah okay cool. yeah and i've kind of pretty much been working with um craft beer or beer of some sort since i was like 18 um when i was in england i sort of started working in like real ale pubs so i was like really into the kind of real ale scene for a while and then when I came over to this side of the world, I was in Australia for a couple of years before I came here, and I ended up. Um, have you heard of Mona in Tasmania?
0: No.
1: Uh, so Mona is like this amazing, huge kind of art gallery, and they also uh, have they also have like a brewery and a winery. Cool. And a all this, anyway, they had their own craft brewery um, called Moo Brew, and that was kind of how I got more into like the craft thing. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed learning about that side of things. And then when I came over here it was, um, yeah, pretty much, I think it was like three or four days I'd been in Wellington when I got my job at the Spriggan Fern and yeah, I was there for, uh, five or six years.
0: Oh, perfect. Oh, that, you landed on your feet.
1: It was definitely, uh, yeah, it was all, all fell into place very quickly when I came to New Zealand. It was, uh, yeah, went Need well. to be, Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, so it was that kind of time when you were working in the craft beer scene that you started to notice the lack of craft chocolate that you could get. Is that kind of how it lined up for you?
1: Yeah, so I, um, I met Gabe from the Wellington Chocolate Factory while I was um, working at the Spring and Fern. And um, before that, I, hadn't, I didn't know about craft chocolate or the bean-to-bar movement. And then, um, yeah, found out about Wellington Chocolate Factory. There was this, this was kind of like just before the big factory on Avery Street opened. And, um, yeah, I kind of went down there. I think I was down there like the first day it opened or second day. And uh, met Gabe and tasted their Peru 70% and that was my first ever taste of craft chocolate and it was yeah very much a light bulb moment of just like whoa you know it just didn't taste anything like anything i'd ever tried before you know i was i was big into chocolate but just like normal chocolate and um yeah i tried this bad it's all like fruity and honey and not really chocolatey as i would have known it um and that was yeah just like amazing to discover that there was this kind of level to chocolate in the same way as the craft beer and um yeah i was pretty obsessed from there but there wasn't really there's hardly anything available in you like there was no international stuff in new zealand and there was like three companies at that time making it in new zealand so it was extremely limited it just wasn't it wasn't even a thing here you know it wasn't a an industry barely you know there's just a couple of businesses so I sort of started ordering stuff online and sort of trying to get hold of anything I could and um, learning as much as possible about it and yeah that was probably maybe like a year or two of that before I sort of had the idea to start this business hmm
0: where did the idea come from like do you remember the moment you were like "Ooh, that's that sounds promising
1: Yeah, it was kind of a a mixture of things, really. Like, I was very keen to get out of hospital at that time. I was kind of pretty over, like, working nights and weekends. Mm, That's hard work it's hardcore yeah and like de- dealing with drunk people as well I was kind of pretty over that not that it was too bad at the Sprig, but still a bit you know and it was just yeah. like I just was done and um so I was kind of definitely on the lookout for for something else but it can be quite hard to kind of change your career uh, you know because I, I didn't really have any qualifications or other experience in terms of a job and so it was like geez how do I break out of this um and then yeah you know I was getting more and more obsessed with the chocolate and there was just nothing available here and yeah I just suddenly had the idea that I should you know start retailing craft chocolate and um, honestly it happened so quickly from the idea coming like I was just so ready you know like I'd been looking for my thing that I was going to do with my life and once the idea came, it was just, I was like a rocket set off, you know, and I I literally started the business about a month after the idea. Wow, Uh,
0: that's
1: so fast. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was actually insane and I would not recommend it to (laughs) anyone else, but you know, at the time it was just like, I was just all go guns blazing.
0: Yeah, but also like, I like that because I think often you can have an idea and then you overthink it and then you start, Digging into it, and you realize it's harder than you thought, and you kind of give up a little bit. Whereas, if you just like, like you say, go in all guns blazing and just be like, Right, we're doing it, and it's gonna launch and it's happening, uh, that's amazing. And it happened, so that's
1: the most important thing, totally. Yeah, it was just pure passion and perseverance that made it happen. You know, I think if I'd uh, had the knowledge I have now and sat down and done all the numbers, I might have been a bit more cautious.
0: Yeah, that comes up a lot. I think uh, talking to business owners, they're like, you can't, you know, people say you need that naivety when you're beginning um, or else you might not actually do it. So
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. hmm.
0: And that might be a good time actually just to pause and tell us a little bit about the chocolate bar for people listening. Like I've obviously seen what you've been doing for years, so I know a bit about it, but for everyone listening, what is the chocolate bar? Like, What do you do and what's so special about it?
1: yes yeah, so we are a online craft chocolate shop and subscription service and we've been going for um about uh, six and a half sorry five and a half years and so we essentially specialize in what we call bean to bar craft chocolate um, so we source chocolate from different chocolate makers all around the world and they're all sort of small scale producers making chocolate from scratch from the bean and using kind of rare varietals of what we call fine flavor cacao um, which accounts for about five percent of the cacao grown in the world and um, yeah it's it's a new movement basically very similar to the craft beer movement or the specialty coffee movement um, until sort of 10-15 years ago um, the craft chocolate thing didn't really exist and it's still a very young industry particularly in New Zealand and yeah, I guess one of the one of the things behind it is, in terms of other chocolate, there's not a lot of um, diversity. Um, most there's kind of two main categories of, of chocolate business, or that there were before craft chocolate, and that would be sort of big multinational chocolate makers who make it from the bean on this like huge huge scale. You know, your Mars, your Nestle, uh, Barry Callebaut companies like that and then pretty much all of the sort of medium and smaller companies are what we call chocolatiers so chocolatiers buy in pre-made chocolate from these big companies and melt it down turn it into bonbons bars truffles whatever but they don't actually make it from scratch Mm. so what that kind of meant was and and still is very much the case is that the vast majority of the world's chocolate is made by like five or six companies Mm -hmm. Um so yeah the craft movement is kind of about like shaking up that um yeah that lack of diversity and and making chocolate from scratch on a small scale and with these beans that offer really different flavors to what you'll find in, in that mainstream chocolate Um so yeah it's a bit more like wine I would say in terms of you know there's there's lots of different types of cacao with different flavors just like different types of grapes that make different kinds of wine but like 95% of the world's chocolate is just like Sauvignon you know like <laughs> uh, and there's all these other varietals that haven't been um tasted by many people so yeah it's mm, that's, that's a that's, good analogy yeah yeah so so I just I just love kind of introducing people to that concept and giving people that light bulb moment that I had when I tasted that Wellington Chocolate Factory Peruba i have just like Whoa, like chocolate is, there's so much more going on than, than people realize yeah that's
0: so good yeah I think what's really it's really for you about that curation that you put into it like I can tell that there's a lot of thought that goes into what you're choosing to sell like you won't just sell anything you have to make sure it's a certain standard and that it's you know got a good story
1: and and all of their ethics yeah thing yeah. yeah definitely definitely I would say I have ridiculously high standards for the products <laughs> yeah, we sell like e- even compared to other people doing what I do overseas like I am relentless like yes. it has to be really really good and then and as well yeah that the, you know the the people behind it I like to have a good connection with the companies I'm buying from you know if I get this kind of really like impersonal experience when I try and order chocolate I'm just kind of like that's not for me you know it's it's about connecting with my suppliers and my customers that's kind of one of the main points of doing this is, is the the people I have around me so yeah, it's definitely all ties in together
0: yeah that's so great and like it can be easy in a business where you know you do have to make money at the end of the day it can sometimes be kind of tempting to compromise some of those standards and you know the ethics and values that you've built it on but you're staying really true to that and being like fiercely determined on what the vision is for it and that will be what makes it so special
1: yeah, totally and i mean that's you know that's part of our brand identity right that mm. that, that level of, of quality that you you know you can get and um Yeah, it's it's not really something I would compromise on. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I remember remember once once you bought in some chocolate uh, because Luke comes in to visit us at Six Soda, and and you bought some in and you were like, oh, I'm I'm not going to say what it was, (laughs) but you're like, no, this is rubbish. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool, tastes good, good chocolate, thanks, (laughs) (laughs) Luke. It's like you're operating on a different level to the rest of us, but it's great. You've got to share that with everyone.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Mm.
0: And you started selling at the underground market, didn't you, originally in Wellington?
1: yeah one? yeah so like my so I had an online store from square one but yeah I did the underground market every Saturday for two years cool. oh, that's yeah, hard. yeah it was <laughs> hardcore honestly like I can't like when I look back now I just can't believe I did that Um, and yeah it was super challenging and not necessarily the best way to start a business but at the same time I just I feel like I learned so much from that time, you know, because I I interacted with such a broad section of the public down there, you know. It was not all, like, my ideal target market, like, um, and it's kind of like, yeah, that face-to-face for two years really, really helps. If I'd just gone straight into online, like, I think I would really miss that kind of experience.
0: Mm, such a good testing ground like you get to and you get to see it like right in front of you what people's reactions are Did you find that like you needed to do some education like were people like what is this? And why is it so expensive and those kinds of things?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely is huge huge education uh, And still is thankfully it gets easier all the time mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's it's, there's so much to kind of explain about why it costs what it does and how to taste it properly to get the most out of it and you know these amazing stories behind the products that um yeah so it's it's nice to have a bit of time with a customer and a stall like that and um yeah it's definitely something that i slightly miss from being just online now like i really love that face to face um but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad I had that, that experience at the market to get to know my Wellington customers and, and, yeah, learn how people react to different things.
0: Absolutely. And moving from those like market days to where you are now, because obviously you're not there anymore, you're just online now and you do pop ups and markets occasionally. But has that kind of progress over the last five and a half years, did you notice any big sharp periods of growth or has it just generally been kind of like a slow ticking, slow and steady?
1: Um yeah we so we um launched our subscription service um a few years ago and we rebranded well reskinned for that um we re- redesigned um the logo and everything and that was definitely a, a big period of growth we did like a kind of major media campaign around launching that subscription service and um yeah so that was definitely a key period of growth and then it's kind of just been steady steady from there really um, and then last year I did this cool project called the Grown Up Chocolate Box mm. where we got kind of four um, New Zealand makers to make us exclusive bars and um, yeah I did quite a big marketing campaign around that and yeah got some good growth from that as well yeah. outside of those things it's just kind of been steadily growing since mm. then
0: Yeah and a bit of both is probably ideal in that respect because if you have too much you know constant sharp hockey stick growth you just can't keep up and things start to deteriorate but then if it's too slow then you're not really getting where you want to go so I think a bit of both in terms of like a step and then a cruise a little bit and a step and a cruise Cruise is is kind of what you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's the thing. Like, especially like when you're a one man band, as I am, you know, it's it's kind of like it can be hard to manage growth that goes too fast. You know, it's it's like yeah, you need to adjust your systems and everything as as that growth is happening. And so, yeah, like I mean, it would be awesome to have like huge growth all the time, but it would also be like probably way more stressful and crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, find, finding a balance is is definitely good.
0: Yeah, so we kind of touched on a little bit you mentioned earlier, like when you discovered chocolate, you kind of found your thing. And I'm really interested in this as an area. I feel like like chocolate is kind of your raison d'etre, like this is what you're doing with your life and I guess when you were working in hospitality all those years ago you were probably dreaming of this day that you would have like a career in something that you love like that's so special and I'm kind of interested if you have any you know like advice or um, insights for people who maybe right now are working in an area that they don't necessarily love and they're looking for their kind of passion their like reason for being Um, do you have any tips or anything on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's it's a that's a really big one. Um uh, I feel like I could talk for a long time on it d- just trying to condense my thoughts here like so first of all, I feel like so I was definitely like I mean lost sounds dramatic but like I I definitely didn't know what I was doing for (laughs) a long time like till I was about 30 Um, but I feel like over that time I just kept kind of um, exploring everything I was interested in and enjoying everything that I enjoyed that sounds like really basic but honestly I think it's really important because I feel like that is how I found chocolate you know like just keep exploring these avenues of things you're interested in because sometimes things don't seem like they could ever be a profession or a career but um, you can be surprised <laughs> um, and then also like I mean for me um, there's a lot of stuff to do with just getting older and like connecting with my past um, like my not to get too heavy here but like my dad My dad died when I was four and like um, I sort of went through this period of like really connecting with who he was and I was actually trying to write a book about him and um, through this like I was chatting with um, his family and friends and learning heaps more about him and like through that kind of massively just kind of like developed into like the more grown-up version of myself That's and awesome. yeah and you know he was like a total foodie entrepreneur mm-hmm. he you know set up like the first vegetarian cafe in Scarborough mm-hmm. and was involved in like this whole food store and, and like we had a family bookshop and now I just learned all these things and then just like kind of started seeing these things in myself as well and realizing how much I was like him. And honestly, I feel like that was like, uh, that was literally like three months before I started the chocolate bar that I was going through. timing. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of like all these things just kind of came together at once. Um, yeah, so that's not exactly advice, but uh, it it's just kind of how it happened for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's fantastic. It's great because I think those two things, so like one, obviously your story is very personal to you, but that kind of getting to know yourself is a big part of it, right? I think that's a great example of that. Uh, And then 100% agree with the kind of, um, I think there's a quote that I've actually shared on pep talk maybe a while ago that was like, those things that excite you, like don't ignore those things that excite you um, and that you should follow those things because that's, you know, there's secrets hidden in that. But maybe as grown-ups, we kind of um, quite often, you know, we're so busy and distracted that we forget to like, see those sparks and see where they could go. Um, or, or we feel like we're too old or, you know, I don't know, anything like that.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I think it's um, quite common for people to sort of just assume that, you know, they could never do what they love, you know, for, to, to make money. And it's like, well, actually, it is possible to make these things happen. You know, it's just it's it's in some ways. It's the harder route, you know. It's certainly probably going to be harder work for less money, but in some ways, it's the easier route because it's like it can be quite draining to spend your life doing something that you're not enjoying. So, yeah, 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah,
0: and that kind of you touched on there because we've talked about how you know it's beautiful that you get to work in your passion, and it so is, but also like like you say, these things are not easy. And I imagine with a business like yours, there's a lot of logistics that are going on behind the scenes. Like, you know, even just the thought of trying to source chocolate from overseas and import, it sounds stressful, like, um, and then you're dealing with boxes and couriers and customers love them though. We do, they can be quite challenging. So I'm interested, like, what do you, what have you found has been the biggest
1: kind of challenge of all of this? Um, like there's just lots and lots of small challenges i find you know i mean obviously just time is is always one although that is definitely getting better over the past couple of years since i kind of streamlined things a bit more and went like just online um like i have weekends now which is amazing Um,
0: (laughs) yeah that's a real like success point when you get your weekend back as an entrepreneur
1: yeah yeah it is pretty amazing um and then you know cash flow is one that i think almost everyone Feels you know it's it's so hard as a small business because you can just see like oh if I just had this ten grand I could do all of this on a bigger scale make this much extra money and everything would be fine but but yeah you just don't (laughs) Um, and yeah logistics certainly a challenge I mean usually it's not too bad actually just recently i had a complete nightmare with my easter shipments um yeah mm-hmm. shipping like um you know like shelled products like eggs and and whatnot is a, a bit a lot harder than bars are there yeah this year was a bit of a challenge <laughs> um so yeah there's always little little challenges like that um but yeah the the longer it goes the easier it gets and i feel like things are in a really good place now compared to a few years ago it's it's got so much more like structured and um yeah it's, you found it's, your flow yeah big time big mm-hmm. time
0: yeah it kind of does feel a little bit like that i think in small business that you're just constantly putting out fires like little fires nothing major but just like every day you're like oh deal with that oh deal with that and then something else pops up but yeah keeps it interesting at least <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's definitely I, no day the same, you know. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I, n- I never like to dwell too much on the negative, so I'm always interested on the flip side of that. That is there anything that's been kind of unexpected or delighted you that you never even thought about as
1: part of this journey? Um, man, honestly, I feel like there are so many things, you know. Like <laughs> again, it's like so many little things and mm-hmm. um, stuff. Like, like for me like writing for cuisine is is something that I didn't expect to be doing and that's really satisfying um, chocolate makers that have launched and told me that like I've inspired them to do what they do uh, that is wow. that's like one of the best feelings I've ever had in this business yeah. um, what else like some of the media coverage just felt really great you know like getting on breakfast tv and and doing the radio with jesse mulligan and stuff like that that's definitely memorable things that feel like they've really like boosted the business um yeah just lots and lots of really lovely things like that that just make you feel really good about what you're doing
0: nice that's great there's such great experiences like you'll never forget some of those things and I guess also looking to the future a little bit is there like do you have some big plans in the works like do you bring on someone to help you at some stage or look to overseas and things like that what's the plan lots
1: lots of little plans all the time I would definitely love to get a staff member at some point you know that's that's probably like the the key goal at the moment just someone who can kind of pack orders and, and give me a bit of freedom to, to do stuff that I need to be doing more than that you know um, and yeah always got lots of little exciting projects on the go like limited release boxes and things like that um, I'm very keen to kind of tap into the Australia market a bit more um, we've definitely started doing that already but there's lots and lots of room to grow um, because, yeah, it's, it's quite a niche thing that we do, and New Zealand's a small country, so, yeah, definitely love to kind of start selling a bit more overseas as well. Nice. Um, so
0: would you, If you did overseas, would you ship still from New Zealand, do you think?
1: Initially, yeah. It would be amazing one day to actually have a base in Australia, um, but that feels like probably a way off. Um, mm-hmm. But you never know. We'll see what happens. If, uh, if I met the right person, then, you know, things could happen. But yeah yeah we'll we'll see we'll see it's 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 constant small growth basically
0: yeah yeah and those like projects that you work on you know like your limited releases and your grown-up bar and i know you've got some coming up this year new ones as well like those things are so fun to work on i find like just tidy little projects that you and then you see great results from them and they get really well received like that's all part of the magic of it
1: yeah i just i love bringing people together on projects you know like Even before I did the chocolate bar, like, just managing pubs and stuff. Like, when I was at the Sprig, we would always do collaborative events. Like, we did one with Six Barrel. That's kind of how I got to know Joe and you guys. And, um, yeah, just always, like, bringing in different, like, drinks and foods and bands. And, yeah, I've definitely brought all that experience into how I run the chocolate bar in terms of, yeah, just that whole ethos of everyone, everyone helping everyone, you know. That's cool,
0: yeah, because you wouldn't necessarily think that there were that many parts of what you used to do that play in now, but I love that you can see those threads now, looking back, you can see those threads running through what you've always done, and it kind of is all part of your what you bring to the table
1: yeah honestly i f- I feel like everything I've done in my life has ended up being relevant somewhere in the chocolate bar, like yeah. like I studied um, photography and digital imaging, and um, you know I didn't Finish, and I didn't use it for years, and then suddenly now, like so much stuff that I learned then, I use every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and funny because at the time you were doing that, you're probably like, "Oh, what a waste! I failed. I haven't finished." Not that that's true, but you probably thought that, and then now you're like, "Oh, it all makes sense now."
1: Totally. I spent years thinking like, "Oh, why have I got this student debt, and I just didn't even do anything with it?" And then you know, it's funny how things turn out. Yeah, and then even like. You know, when I was a bit younger and when I was in Australia and in Europe as well, I was um, like working on farms through the woofing scheme. like, oh, yeah. and, and even like all that has like massively been useful for what I do now and in terms of that feeling that connection with farming and what it's like to be an organic farmer, small-scale farmer. And, you know, it's, uh, everything's relevant to what I'm doing now. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing when things align like that
0: absolutely and i love hearing that and i think that'll be really valuable for people listening because so often when you're in those moments of you know feeling like something's wasted or you're not you don't know what you're doing you can't see the light <laughs> but that kind of shows us you know like it gives people hope that everything happens for a reason and it's all heading to something
1: yeah it's amazing how um, broadly applicable skills can be like more more than you realize when you're gaining them i think Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a good way way to put it. it. More eloquent than I did, but yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And before we wrap up, we always do kind of touch on what's obviously happening in the world with COVID and everything a little bit. And that's where Pep Talk all all started. Uh, But the kind of impact of lockdown and and the pandemic kind of varies a lot for different people and different businesses. So there's no like one size fits all. But do you think overall you found that that experience over the last year has overall been kind to The chocolate bar Uh, as a business, do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, I feel unbelievably lucky to be able to say that, you know? Like,. I've so many friends with businesses who have had the opposite experience. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean I think anyone selling delicious treats online did quite well out of COVID like it's <laughs> yeah. um yeah, it's online shopping has has really gone up you know and it was just good timing you know if it had happened a few years earlier We were way more reliant on markets and events, and um, that would have would have been a nightmare for us. But just so happened that when it happened, we'd become almost entirely online, and so yeah, it's it's been it's been good. I mean, it was stressful, definitely, Um, just in terms of yeah, we we got pretty slammed (laughs) during lockdown and stuff like that, and it was all pretty crazy. Um, But yeah, overall, it's it's been definitely beneficial. Uh, and also like kind of beneficial just to like even though it went well for us just like thinking about okay what if the next crisis was like the internet broke you know like <laughs> just like which probably wouldn't happen but you know if it did like, what would we do and just like thinking about like some kind of major disaster like and yeah, yeah. yeah good good to think about those things that you maybe didn't think about before
0: yeah absolutely it does make you make you think and, it, and it's interesting that you're thinking about it from different angles and things as well but I think that those kind of business interruption moments always give you kind of pause for thought and make you assess everything and yeah it's just good to be prepared right
1: yeah definitely and just have that uh, perspective yeah Mm.
0: that kind of combination that you've got of being you know a relatively small indulgence you know like it's affordable like an affordable luxury isn't it and then also that it can be delivered to your home like like you say that's just such a wicked combination for the time that we've had over the last year so yeah
1: yeah yeah. definitely definitely i've got i've got a friend who has a an online beer business and they had the same thing they did so well you know because it's just one of those things that it's like well probably not going to buy a new car this year but I'm definitely going to get myself a beer yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I can see that and I guess it's then just like how you take that forward and how you I don't want to say capitalize on it because we'd never want to capitalize on a global pandemic but you know make sure that you hold on to all of those gains that you've made and everything you've learned for the next, for the next year, year as, well.
1: as well yeah yeah definitely definitely and um yeah yeah
0: not, that, not COVID that COVID is going anywhere anytime time. soon. Well, so you know, hopefully well, we're on the right, the right track, track, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very unknown right now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. well, let's yeah. not sink too far too down, down there. there, but let's go yeah. the other way. <laughs> let's go, because I always like to end, because it is called Pep Talk after all. I always like to end on a bit of, you know, advice or um, maybe like a tip or a favourite quote or something. So maybe you can share us, share something like that you've got in your repertoire, look
1: um yeah yeah so i think like something that i've learned over the years is it's really important to have like a kind of broad set of goals and ways in which you measure your success like because it's so easy to get bogged down in the financials right because you you need money to survive as a business so that kind of can really take the priority in your thoughts um, but there are just so many more um, measures of success for a business um, like like for me personally it's stuff like how many people have I introduced to you know high quality ethical chocolate how much have I developed the craft chocolate movement in New Zealand how many small businesses? Um, Have I kind of benefited by my business existing Um, and then like personal stuff like what have I learned what skills have I gained has my lifestyle improved and I just think it's really important to keep your eye on all of these things because they're just those things are so much more satisfying than the numbers you know That obviously obviously you need to hit those targets to survive but outside of that there's yeah just more breadth and depth to to the success and i feel like you know thankfully my business is very stable these days but you know if it wasn't if i had to close it tomorrow i feel like i could stop doing this and feel like okay this was a big success because of all these other things that happened and all these other effects that i had on the world and um yeah just because it didn't make enough money to survive like that doesn't mean it wasn't successful yeah so it's kind of a good safety net to Reassure yourself that yeah, you're doing something good in the world. That's
0: great and I think that that in general is a bit of a thing like that kind of forgetting to Celebrate those small wins or even the big ones sometimes like we can be kind of prone to always being like right What's next as soon as we've like clocked something you you kind of move on, but I love yeah I think I was listening to an audiobook yesterday where she said she'd had a little win and then she, like, took herself out for sushi for lunch to celebrate. I'm like, we should all be doing more stuff like that. Like, just little things that kind of acknowledge those wins that we have.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's there's so many of them. And it's, yeah, it's easy to overlook them if you're like, just worrying about money, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, definitely keep an eye on all those things because it's really satisfying to do so
0: perfect oh that's great that's a good tip and a great way to finish off on a high note there so thank you and i will make sure that i pop in all of your links luke as well so that people can check out the chocolate bar and what you're up to and see all of your instagram too and make sure they can order some chocolate to be delivered to their door
1: awesome thank you grace that's really great
0: thank you thank you you for sharing your story i loved loved hearing all of that
1: uh no worries it's absolute pleasure
0: all right right. take care Bye. bye
1: thanks grace bye
0: yes that was such a good story what Luke has built with the chocolate bar is delicious and wonderful of course but I also just think that that is such a great example of following those little sparks that excite you and seeing where they end up that yes it is possible to build a business and a career from them with like Luke said a good old dose of pure passion and perseverance to make it happen as promised You can find out more about Luke and order yourself some of his amazing craft chocolate range on his website, which is thechocolatebar.nz and follow his journey on Instagram too, at thechocolatebar.nz and maybe cheeky but as always while you're over there make sure you follow at pep talk nz and maybe leave a comment or a dm on what you thought about or learned from this week's episode as well i am always keen to hear your thoughts all right i will sign off now the rain is still coming down outside maybe it's time to sneak in another nap until next time bye